0: Welcome to Tales from the Old World, a Warhammer fantasy podcast, sponsored by War of the Everchosen. A 6th edition fantasy event with some of the most fun and unique scenarios in the hobby. Go to talesfromtheoldworld.com to get your tickets today to claim the title of Everchosen.
1: Hi guys, welcome to Tales from the Old World covering everything Warhammer Fantasy. My name's Dave. I am an impressively average sixth edition player and not a show off, but I occasionally dabble very averagely in fourth and fifth too. But I'm gonna be talking with some people who are actually experts in specific armies and tactics to help give you guys lots of advice on how to play with certain armies and how to beat them too along with some fun bits about the lore from the Old World 2. If you have any suggestions about armies or races you want more advice on, please go to Tales from the Old World Facebook or Instagram page and leave a comment there and we'll add it to the to-do list. But before we get started, if you're interested in attending an amazing 6th edition fantasy event where players are travelling from all over the world to compete for the title of Ever Chosen. Uh, there's an event coming up called War of the Everchosen, which is fun and unique scenarios ranging from epic to weird. <laughs> so go to talesfromtheoldworld.com and click on event for details. Uh, it's based around fun and banter rather than win-at-all-cost nonsense, and it should be a good laugh, and I hope to see you there. But speaking of guys who like to annoyingly beat me at all costs, in this episode we're talking to Max Cooper from Barefoot Miniatures, You might know his YouTube channel. If you don't, it's a really great one. You should check it out. He's uh, a veteran 6th edition player. General good guy, even though he batters me every chance he gets. Uh, And he's going to be discussing how to play with and how to beat Zinch Chaos Armies. Uh, We're going to go over why Max chose Zinch as his army at the beginning. The strengths of uh, Zinch Armies. Effective tactics. Tactics of fighting against Zinch and how to beat them. How to use inch magic and how the flip side of how to actually deal with it when you're playing with them. You know, what number of power dice to expect and some good advice on actually how to use up an opponent's dice. The most potent magic items that the army can use and what to avoid at all costs. We go over controversial opinions on Dispel Scrolls uh how using fleeing units can sometimes earn victory we'll talk about a couple of interesting zinch novels and stories that you should check out as well as some favorite areas of the lore and just some general northernness from the lancashire lads so anyway here's the episode it's done over zoom so no comments about the sound you big assholes enjoy okay right so we're here with max how you doing max you okay yeah i'm good how are you dave i not so bad, not so bad. Uh, well,
0: what podcast are we on, Dave? What podcast are we on?
1: What number is it? N- yeah. Well, it depends how terrible you are. So if you're good, you get higher <laughs> up. If, if you're terrible, you're going kind to of get lower down the pack. We're talking with yourself today. Because uh, you're a big zinch player. Is it zinch? Do you how do you pronounce? Do you pronounce the T? That's zinch.
0: Because I'm not an absolute lunatic.
1: Exactly. So, so, <laughs> I'm
0: I'm not a psychopath. So <laughs> I prefer to pronounce the T as silent because obviously that's the natural way to pronounce a T. Yeah. Yeah. Unless so, you're from Lancashire, which I am, in which case, when other than the, you put t.
1: Just zinch working down mill with zinch. So, how long? So, tell us a little bit about your background, anyway, in terms of like how long you've been playing the hobby. Did you get back into it? Tell I'm
0: glad you qualified it was hobby background, because otherwise we were going to start with a long life story. So,
1: <laughs> tell us about your deep, your, your addictions and all your personal problems.
0: <laughs> Nothing quite like scratching an addiction. But I started playing fantasy because basically, uh, when I was 11, I used to play 40k and saw all the all the cool kids played fantasy in the local games workshop store used to see and they're all still playing actually ninth age at element games I see them about every now and then but I used to see him and thought oh my god I'd never have the skill to play fantasy and I still don't but I attempt to so <laughs> so yeah I eventually got into fantasy with Ogre, After a few bounces off, like Skaven, which was the most ridiculous thing to try and start with because of the amount of models, I then ended up playing ogres when they first came out.
1: Was that six? So did you start with six?
0: Yeah, I started with six. So when the the ogres first came out in six, they started with a a fairly terrible ogre army, which involved two hunters because I just liked the model, and then played a corn chaos warriors army with. Just mono-god because it's the only way to play. Anyone that says different is a lunatic as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, have, we
1: have talked about before about how people are perverts if they have
0: multiple, well,
1: multiple it's gods. He's just sick in the head.
0: Sick in the head, they need to be institutionalized. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I then played a con, Warriors Army, before discovering alcohol and women, or de- delving deeper into alcohol and women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mainly the alcohol wasn't too successful with the women. And yeah, coming back into the hobby, I started with 30K and me and a lad from 30K called Chris Vett, the Italian stallion himself, uh, started playing fantasy again. About right. It was like a year or two before COVID. He had some dwarves. I wanted to play uh, Kislev, but I knew Nicholas Merck from the Old World Lives podcast. Yeah. Big shout out to Nicholas. Fuck you. Um <laughs> He had a Kislev army already, and I wanted something to go. I well, I wanted Kislev, but so I thought I'd just do the opposite to that after reading Riders of the Dead.
1: Mm. Um, oh, great book!
0: So I chose the Kurgan Zinch army basically that I have currently based on that, and that sort of spawned me into like. Going about multiple armies, it wasn't my first choice. Kislev would have been my first choice, but because Chaos wasn't my first choice, I then played a few different ones before deciding, actually, I really, really like Chaos. I like playing the bad guys, Mm. and I now haven't got anything else painted because the only thing I can ever add to is my zinch Chaos Warriors (laughs) army. I've just got no desire to ever paint anything else.
1: (laughs) Not at all. Nothing
0: nothing at all. Any, it's like I'm very singularly focused on armies in different systems. So when I collect a single army, it's either that army or auxiliary units to that army. So my Zinch Chaos army has bits of Dogs of War in the form of, like, uh, Light Cav bowmen, or I'm working on some Medium Cav from Dogs of War and they will add just flavour to my Zinch army because everything else in the world is rubbish and Beijing will reign supreme. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right so so yeah cuz it's essentially it's very it looks like a very bad guy Kislev army with a lot of it. Uh, we'll go in, we'll get into your list and everything in a minute but uh so yeah what's that still, Stillmania, what still still was it Joe the Nigel Stillman thing isn't did he have have you heard of that which is I'm sure it's called no. Stillman Go on it's tell what, me about that. Well he he had something which was kind of like he sees everybody. Do you remember Nigel Stillman's yeah, oh, card? It's yes, like only one. No, no, no. You have one army.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I remember you, the white dwarf article. You, you kind of gloss
1: that. You, you, you learn that. You, you get expert at them. You play every army, and you never goddamn change. Which I'm not. Never really, because I'll have a different army every couple of weeks. So it's just I'll get. But, but I do agree with it. If you want to become a good player. But I think a lot of the funds... Well, I don't know. Because I got back into the hobby for painting and then just started painting so much shite. I was like, I should really fucking do something with these and then play with them. Um, But then it becomes I'm very average at lots of different races rather than I'm really good at one. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, at least one thing I think is you do learn the core game mechanics more and more. And especially if you have multiple armies, you at least have the opportunity to see how, say... I'm very inexperienced with regiment, block regiments of troops, or even not that experienced with heavy cavalry. Mm. So my army is focused around light cavalry, uh, with some really hard-hitting characters mainly. Like there is that one unit of Chaos Knights, granted. (laughs) I was going to say
1: piss off. The only thing I've I've played you before, it's the these chosen knights are like, oh, they're so gentle and.
0: Well, everyone gets hung up on them. I, I have won a game or two without them. But I use them badly. This is my point. Even my Chaos Knights, I use them badly. I'm not aggressive enough with them. Right. right. And it's because I don't have this diversity of units. I'm very stuck in with how I've set up my army. So with my, so, just very quickly, my army is being Kurgans, and I've themed them on Mongols in the real world. Um, that is why my, arm, my leader is Beji, which is because he got beheaded in, by Phil Gore the foul. And he was called Jebe originally, or Jeb, which is the arrow from Mongolian uh, history, if anyone knows any Mongolian history, uh, who is a sub-commander of uh, Cengiz Khan. Hmm. So then I had to invert it to Beijing. So following with that theme, all of my units are Marauder Horsemen Cavalry, and they're pretty useless other than having a character in there. But I know how I've been learned. I've learned how to play that fast cab army. Whereas well, the heavy cav that are in there, I'm not aggressive enough with, and I'm terrible with, essentially.
1: Well, just so if anybody's never really played Zinch before, or do you, do you want to give us like the typical? What's a typical? If if I was going to a tournament or something or an event, what's, what would be the typical Zinch army that you'd see? And then we'll get into the differences with yourself. Would you say?
0: Right. So, what I would say. Right, there's a couple of builds for Zeech. If we're going, like, what people remember from, like, the days of yore, it's actually, it's a Zeech army based on chariots with lots of magic. And that's because in Zeech, regiments, chariots, all that sort of stuff gives you plus one casting dice in your own magic phase. Not in your enemy's phase, but plus one, like, power dice in your Mm. phase. You also get the characters, which heroes become... Exalted aspiring champions become level two wizards, and your lord choice becomes a level four wizard, and they can only select from the lore of Zeech. Mm. You can't then, if you have your, lord, your top lord as a Zeech mark, you can't then have anyone with a different mark, which means you can't have sorcerers with the mark of Undivided. So you were stuck with that lord of Zinch into having the lore, the lore of Zeech. Mm. So what you would a lot of times see in like, quote, Zinch armies is actually a a lord or sorcerer with the mark of undivided, heroes with the mark of undivided, which would then allow you to take any mark in your army. And then you would fill your core choices with chariots of Zinch, because that's the cheapest way to get plus one power dice. And the reason you do that is because the lore of Zinch is not that great. It's...
1: You mean the actual spells that themselves? <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 just blue fire and green fire. I, only, I can never remember yeah. which one's which. Like well, that's co-
0: why you get the classic name of Stop Hitting Yourself. <laughs> you get um, Make Horrors, which is the indigo fire, I believe. Um, but it's all really based around magic missiles. I think is actually the best bit of that lore. Cause, or at least for how my army plays, because you're shooting out quite long range. It makes up for a Chaos Army's lack of shooting. Um, but it's random strength, which a lot of the time bites me in the ass. Yeah. Phil, who I play most, actually gives people the advice, never dispel the random strength spells, because I will always roll a one or two. <laughs> now, yeah. if you come up against the Zeench Chariot Army that's playing with undervalued sorcerers, they don't have that downside. They can pick some really nasty laws like death, or they can pick death, fire, um, shadows, or beasts, I believe. Yeah in which you can then give Unseen Lurker to your unit, so get flank charges quite nicely in the magic phase. You can... Even Fireball is statistically better than the random strength of Zinch Fire because you've got Strength 4 guaranteed rather than D6, which will come out to 3.5 average. Which I know is a small difference, but it's painful when you roll a 1. Or a two. <laughs> yeah. and it just gives you that it gives you the ability to abuse all of those magic dice that you get if you run with Undivided Sorcerers yeah. and that is what people remember from the old days when they say a Zinch list uh, the alternate build to that in like tournament wise is Lord of Zinch on Dragon and you're not actually uh... going with that Lord of Zinch because he's got the Lord of Zinch he's got a really nice spell which you can reroll everything but...
1: That's the one that, that's the one we've played, is that one which has knackered me more than anything. It's just the fact that, yeah, he's missed. Oh, shit. <laughs> did, no, he's hit with everything. You, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it, it's, it's really good. It's really good, but why you were taking the Lord of Zinch in this particular list is you then have a dragon and you give him the Eye of Zinch, which gives a three-up ward save to the Lord and his mount against missile weapons. And a Lord with a great weapon, a lot of Chaos pretty good in combat yeah. sort, sort of okay in like sort of okay i think
1: so that that counts um, artillery and stuff as well
0: yes literally everything three up ward save after, so that's after your armor save three at ward save and if you've got the re-roll everything thing your lord <laughs> himself can re-roll that three up ward oh
1: wow
0: so that's... that is all like a, an infuriating and you can also stack that there's, there's enough points less in your magic allowance to have the staff of change so you can re-roll all of your spells, casting attempts, and dispel attempts.
1: <laughs>
0: so you then just fill the list, the rest of the list with whatever you want and watch your opponent cry. And those those are like the tournament builds for Zinch, which were horrible. Horrible. One one I wouldn't say was a proper Zinch army because it had undivided sorcerers in. Yeah. But there's the Zinch army, the Lord and Dragon. We all know shouldn't have been in there, right? It was just too good. Like, so, it should have never happened.
1: So, what typical? What's the typical amount of dice that those guys have got? And in terms of power dice and dispel, would you say? So, on average,
0: in a in a z- army, which because if you max out your heroes and your lord, and they're the real center points of your army for any chaos army, because you want to be killing people in combat, mm. you're gonna start with about 12 power dice and that's before you start adding in any regiments yeah so and 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 that sounds terrifying which it can be if you roll well on those random strength spells if you roll some and i don't want to underplay this that you can get that re-roll everything spell that's really good five ward on a big block of warriors is really good but it's not as good as some of the other laws. And I think they've done that intentionally when they wrote the game, knowing that people would be doing these monogod armies and maxing out the hero choices. So I think they tempered it to that. I mean, yeah, the they... law of Zeench is nowhere near as good as the law of Nurgle, which is just hands down one of the best laws in the game.
1: I say in terms of damage, isn't it? It's like you, you don't get any strength 5... Magic missiles or any of that nonsense. Or, no, well, I did so
0: against we, you when I played your Furies.
1: Yeah, but that's when you're fucking. <laughs> 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 that's because you're rolling Sig Fives for no fucking, every fucking chance you get. I don't know what this bullshit which you're talking about you and you rolling ones against Phil's because that. You that can watch happen. the battle
0: reports, mate. It's only you that I roll well against. Oh, it
1: doesn't happen. I've got a really good still of one of our games from your channel, which is kind of like what I rolled, and I'm sure I rolled 10 dice and about eight of them are ones. Which I it, think it's is physically impossible. <laughs> so I think that there's some kind of magnets in your little studio somehow, and you're knackering me somehow, and that's what I'm going to stick to. But,
0: purposefully,
1: uh, purposefully. Yeah. So, but <laughs> no, it's yeah, no, it's. But that's kind of the fun of it. But I think I think you're right with the kind of if they get, if they if they were making those spells just destructive explosions. You'd have no chance, where well, if at yeah. least you're giving them a chance,
0: which is well, I, I think it's actually a good thing. I wouldn't want law to be any better than it is because I've been quite successful with my zinch army as it is, it, as successful as I want to be to be happy in the game.
1: Yeah,
0: like it's I've got like a whatever percentage win record that's Jimmy. You know, like it's not I'm not losing every game, I'm not complaining about the law like that. Hmm. It's in the correct place, I would say for how the army is set up to be designed around casting and spell casters. Now, with that, there is obviously ways to abuse it, as I said before. Like, you can just set it up with undivided sorcerers and then it sort of falls apart because I don't think it was designed to be done like that.
1: Okay. Okay. So so what's what's the main difference to those type of armies that you kind of the, the silly ones with your own one when you say because it's, it's a lot of fast carvers not there there's you have a lot of dogs and a lot of marauders on horses and yes yeah,
0: so what I would say you would normally see in a normal chaos army is like some blocks of warriors which are very good I, I've got one but it's not like my favorite it was that was my expansion bit of the army with my army being mongol themed it's usually four units of marauder horsemen with a couple of units of dogs just as chaff, some screamers, Mm -hmm. everything that's fast, nothing on foot, everything's mounted. That then, because I'm not just going loads of units of Chaos Knights, I've got no marks really in my army. If I take a unit of Chaos Knights, that's one marked unit, which gives me 13 power dice. If compared to a normal army where you usually have two or three or four marked units... I've got no chariots because they t- like I don't like them. They from the wrong era of history to be <laughs> right in my head. Right, right. So I'm like not spamming chariots. I'm it's four units of fast calf. As I said, screamers a spawn with my sentai horse, as well as
1: yeah, yeah. You got the crete. I hate that model. This is gross to look at. It's like a weird horse with a. It's like a centipede horse, isn't it? Yeah, which is just gross. <laughs> it's like nightmare fuel. Where did you get that from? Was that a three D print?
0: Yeah, that's a three D print that I got on the t- internet. Yeah,
1: well, if you if you go watch you ch- you go on one of the fantasy battles on your channel, you you put that in every army you have, don't you? In- Most your, of on them on your channel. So if one, it's a it's it's weird. It's kind of like sheep coloured as well, which kind of makes it look like a. Well, so said
0: to be cheap as well, which makes that it started creepier. off as the base coat, Dave, and <laughs> everyone found it a bit disgusting because it's like a sort of maggoty, yeah, bone colour. And so I decided to just leave it at the the base color because it looked so disgusting so, with how it was.
1: So Laziness pays off again. That's what that's that's <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're always aiming for. Uh, yeah, exactly that. So, so what are the main cons of them? So you said because we because kind of a or
0: of my army in particular.
1: Bit of both. So I'm kind of like for typically and yours in particular.
0: So, with. The general zinch army, what you'll find compared to other chaos armies, is that you are very prone to breaking leadership-based wise. So compared to the other powers, you've got Nurgle, which causes fear, so egg is immune to fear. Hmm. You've got Khorne, which is immune to psychology by being frenzied. You've got Slanesh, which is immune to psychology because of being Slaanesh. Yeah. And you've got Undivided, which is re-rolling morale. And break tests, anything yep. leadership, all psychology and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, if I've got that wrong, shout at Dave online, not me. I think um,
1: <laughs> if you invited this pillar card? Who doesn't know? No, but I think I think so. so. It's no, it's
0: the character unit or chariot may reroll fail psychology tests. So you can every single unit with that, that might fail a test can reroll it. Is it
1: every single one?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's the the character unit or or chariot.
1: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, so, yeah,
0: so what he's the. Just, so, less, less, so, if you shoot them, t- cause 25% casualties, you are much more likely to run away than any other Chaos Army. And actually, the, the amount that happens is quite high. But hmm. like Jebe got famous for being the yellow bellied. <laughs> uh, the yellow Yeah, that's why when he's having a good day, he's beigey and he's split personality from being bashed over the head. Causing him to have good days and bad days. And that's when they Jebe days and Beji days. So leadership, a real weakness of Zinch. I would say causing those, just forcing your opponent to take those 25% tests. If you can cause panic to happen at one side of the army, you've usually, as Chaos, got average leadership. Like leadership eight hmm. is standard. It's no, no elves or dwarf level leadership. And it can really hurt when you start failing a number of them and your entire battle line runs because one unit of dogs has run away somewhere. Oh,
1: yeah. What's, it, what's the leadership on a Marauder? Is it
0: seven? Ma- seven on a Marauder, eight for um, the a Chaos Warrior.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Warriors so are pretty... So that's doable, isn't it? If you, if you,
0: shoot, All the time. Bit,
1: you, yeah, especially if you get the dogs go, because dogs, what, leadership five?
0: Leadership five, and all you have to do is wipe out... <laughs> they don't have the cavalry save so it's just a toughness three yeah with no minuses to the penalty to to hit or no penalty to hit i should say and if you just wipe out those five models everything within whatever range it is <laughs> that causes a brake test it's everything then has to take brake test which can really spiral out of control compared to other chaos armies which have some stuff to mitigate that yeah no well'
1: it, it's, it's it's kind of a strict because well we've had games, because your army's so fast moving, and even though some of it's chaff with dogs coming at you and then a marauders right after them, it is a bit what's the word? Do you know when you should be concentrating on the knights and the characters and things like that in my, But there is this they stop you moving, so if, you, if you're kind of like a uh, one who's used to moving about, that as soon as they move forward, it kind of makes all you, your tactics go straight out the window. Because you so, deal with them and then before the knights get to you, you know, so.
0: So this is actually one big thing. The weakness of my army, in particular, being a fast cab army, I've got some shooting, so to pick off stuff. I've got a punchy unit when I do use the Chaos Knights.
1: Not a lot of shooting, though, is there? Is there uh, like shooting Is in
0: magic missile style. Oh, stuff. right,
1: right, right. I was going to say. Uh, it's, it,
0: it's just comparable to other armies shooting. Yeah. I would say.
1: i'm saying you have used I'm, I'm sure you moaned once and we had a game about dogs of what light like was my yeah he shooting. had some uh oh and some throwing, throw, axes. Some throwing axes and you're like what a fucking wasted fucking
0: 24 points on a unit of six <laughs> just completely down the toilet <laughs> yeah for every like so with my army having four units of marauder horse I, equipping them all with throwing axes i could just have a, another unit of throw of marauder horse yeah so yeah, that makes sense. just another unit of Marauder Horse thanks yeah. so the, the weakness of my army is people staying in formation and it's actually something I really like about how it forces people to play against my Fastcav army is if there's no weak link to surround or break if someone stays in formation it's really hard to move so I'm forced to use my magic missiles to weaken a unit to find that chink in an enemy's battle line in order to like sort of pounce on it and the the benefit of the army is that when that happens when there is that chink in the battle line i can i've got the speed to be able to pounce on it before they can react and it sort of has this very very at least what i imagine as real worldy aspect to what would be a very fast yeah marauder army on horseback
1: um so if you so so, if you were going up against your army, what would be your main? I suppose it'd be. No, actually, before we do that, what's how? How do you? How does your particular list um, differ with w- who you're playing against? Do you tend to always use the same tactics, or you're like, I'm going to do this against dwarfs, I'm going to do this. against... As in
0: my 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 list never yeah, differs. Yeah. Because I I don't.
1: One more tactic. I don't like.
0: Yeah. Right. So yeah, the tactics wise oh it's it's so hard like deployment phase tends to be very standardized with like regardless of army that i'm playing mm. the benef- the the downside of the army is it's really long i've got no ranks at all no yeah. ranks so it covers the board because it's all a file
1: yeah
0: and yeah it's 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 deployment's very easy because i can very easily reposition with my Fascav army the only thing that really matters to go down is the chaos knights when i've got them even gore, when I use them, are more forgiving because they can get round woods and stuff. If mm. I've deployed them in the wrong place, if I'm, it tends to come down to does someone face me with a a, a, a line in the centre of the table or go for a refused flank? If they've gone for a refused flank, it it tends it does tend to be harder because they've secured one of their flanks with. Is, is this just all to get? tactics to use against me. Dave.
1: Yeah, I'm it's not even, I'm not, really even I'm not even recording <laughs> to be honest.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's a refuse flank with some solid shooting or um, even magical defense. If someone's taken a few casters, it's usually enough to shut down the right spells that really causes me problems. Hmm. Refuse flanks cause problems because there's less weak links in that line to be able to exploit. However, what it does allow me to do is completely move about the board at will if someone's gone for the refuse flank. It, it's quite hard to describe what my particular army does or how I would respond, because it's so da- it, I'd say more so than a lot of armies. I don't enter the game with a game plan. I have to wait until somebody makes a mistake and yeah, then pounce yeah. on it. So yeah. I sort of the entire game plan, regardless of what I'm actually doing, tends to be. Look really aggre- be really aggressive so that if someone responds I can pull back with whatever unit I want to pull back with and then hit in the flanks but I'm very aggressive but then I, I sort of wait at 16 inches away so they know I'm still in charge range but you're not hmm. um, and then I just wait for a mistake to happen because someone inevit- when someone doesn't make a mistake I lose when someone makes a mistake I can usually capitalise on it because of the speed of the army and that is that is the game plan, I suppose, is oh, yeah, not yeah. is is waiting for that mistake to happen. If if you get too unit, yeah. When yeah, well that's that's it. It's trying to bait someone and later in the game, if it's like getting to turn say like three or four, if someone's not done anything, I might move even the chaos knights forward into a bad position to see if someone will just charge them. Because I don't mm. mind running away with my chaos knights. It might sound cowardly.
1: <laughs> really? Is
0: it's, it's no matter what those Chaos Knights running away might open the chink to the rest of my army being able to flank charge or... Yeah, I
1: suppose.
0: Because even with... My Chaos Lord will go in a unit of Marauder horsemen. I'd say, more than nine times out of ten. Hmm. But that unit still... Do... Because Chaos Knights deal with what they want to deal with. Unless they're in a bad position, they deal with most things. And this is what I'm saying. Maybe I'm waiting too late into the game to use those Knights a lot of the time. But... The Chaos Knights don't usually need help against something, so my Lord goes in a different unit.
1: They're that- always chosen as well, right? Your knights are always chosen, or chosen
0: not? <laughs> no? not al- not <laughs> always, but it's mo- <laughs> <laughs> I would I would normally say there's only one variety of cha- Chaos Knights, and that's chosen. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: but it's just such such a good upgrade for that knight unit. It's
1: especially because m- most most people will play like five, maybe five knights don't you have like seven
0: or eight or something i, I use seven with a character usually yeah. and that's that's because people usually want to take one to die and then <laughs> and then seven gives me when someone else has a real strong unit of knights that gives me one either side of their unit of knights to strike in right, right I
1: so you. that's
0: why there's the seven and then one to die because <laughs> inevitably one will die at some in some way So yeah, yeah, it's just, it's that assurance of number of attacks and yeah, it's, it's, it's just power play on, Mm. because that's one thing that's a real weakness for me is some, if someone has knights and can be very aggressive with them, that causes me a lot of problems because that's another unit that's really fast, right? that, that can really upset what my army's trying to do, which is be faster than everyone else all the time be going this way and that way and all the time, everywhere, dizzying, 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 twirling, twirling to victory.
1: <laughs> okay. Do, do you have, uh, do you find you you come, is there a certain race that you come off against that usually gives you trouble or is it always the player? Do you think that, oh, fucking hell, I'm playing, uh, I don't know, so, high, high elves, I think there's going to be a problem or is it always the player?
0: Bill's Beastman massively caused me problems. So that's Nurgle armies. And armies that cause fear... Is that
1: because he's played you a million times? It's because they
0: cause fear. Right. right. So I have to take a lot of fear checks in which inevitably some units will fail. And when my army stops doing what I want it to do, this this sounds ridiculous because that's true for everyone's army. But (laughs) in in relying on pouncing on a mistake rather than dictating what's going to happen, if some of my army starts misbehaving, that... Stops their their moments of opportunity from happening,
1: hmm.
0: so I don't have the control to be able to pounce when it's necessary. So fear causing armies really give me problems. Vampire counts as well. I was just about to say because vamp- vampire they counts combine also. fear with you can't just like I don't have rank bonuses. I don't. I have one standard in the army which is in the night that usually don't need it, but <laughs> they. <laughs> Because it's one, unit, it's, it's yeah. one combat res. but it, other than think, that, it's not combat res heavy.
1: So I was going to say, they they probably vampire counts are probably the only race, maybe against high, maybe high elves, but they're the only race which you've got should be having coming up to a similar amount of dice as you as well in the magic phase. Do you know what I mean? Maybe not quite as many, but if one but race is going to have a bunch more,
0: if they've lent into it, yeah, high elves will have more dice than me. In particular because i've not got lots of regiments of zinch if you played a chariot army and had the famous like 22 24 magic dice no chance jesus really (laughs) yeah it can be done it can be done like chariots cost 110 points each i believe plus 20 for the for the mark i'd be
1: upset i must be i usually i like people to bring the what list they like but if I said it I was just to have an event, I'm like, here we go with my like six dispel dice or something like that. That would yeah. be like a, a, be a sorcerer,
0: a sorcerer on chariot because the whole army's on chariots, yeah. unless you have him on a steed, I suppose. That can be like 250 points plus three more sorcerers in the heroes is like 500 points, so that's 800, and then you've got 1200 points to spend on zinc chariots, which gives you. <laughs> Which gives you like another say, just call it eight to be conservative. Have
1: you ever seen that? Have you ever actually come up against anybody with that? Or, is this, or is <laughs> do you that, know what? Is that on the grapevine type thing? You've heard of it happening? That's
0: on the grapevine, based on like tournament armies from when Sikt was still alive,
1: yeah,
0: or hadn't been resurrected. Yeah, yeah. Sick. So that that was like grapevine armies from the Warhammer GTS. <laughs> That's-
1: Oh, that's gross. Uh, horrendous, horrendous. That's like, do you ever have those games where you just know where you've lost in round one and you're just like, oh, just fucking get us out of the way. Just, <laughs> just t- trying to make sure I'm not grumbling the whole time, but it's just like but 26 dice should be. You've He's got, some, you, you've got, some, really you've got some personal issues if you come into a game with 26. Just, I've got to win. <laughs> my mum will be proud of me. I'll tell, tell that fucking
0: teacher well, in school who
1: thought I was a shit bag, look at me with my 26
0: dice. I think one of the maxims that I heard a few years ago now, and I stick I, I think it's the the most excellent sort of saying to live your life or gaming life by is no one gets their dick sucked for winning.
1: <laughs> Warhammer. So, I've tried yeah, I've tried, I've tried, but no, no, that's true. No, they
0: don't seem to care Like the other <laughs> half. Yeah, yeah. Like male or female other half. My wife, my, my half,
1: wife but... won't even talk to me after I've played Warhammer because she doesn't understand. Never mind try to convince her of anything else yeah,
0: exactly exactly so
1: no, I... that's a good point it's a good <laughs> point
0: <laughs> yeah exa- exactly exactly he's one to live your life by and... <laughs> yeah 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 he's just try and make your opponent have a good time with zinch it's very easy to abuse but if yeah. we are talking like if we're talking a good friendly list using the lore of zinch by having zinch characters it could Everyone, when you get into a game and you count out your power dice, will call you a massive bastard. But <laughs> then they'll have a few magic phases, and if you've not rolled incredible, like if you've rolled average, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm used to this. I know what the spells do. Hmm. Like it's a fairly well written list in yeah. the, in like the actual army book wise."
1: I suppose if you I suppose if you just went at them and just went at all their characters with all of the, everything you've got, they could do some punching. Uh, you might be alright, but I think that's, yeah, that's that's strange. I don't know why you'd do that. That'd, that'd be, I'd be very upset basically if I fucking came up against that. That that wouldn't know what to do. Just co- coming up against your f- stunned you, stunned coming, you. Up, coming up against your thirteen and fourteen makes me furious.
0: Well, <laughs> next time we play, I'll uh, I'll try and get the <laughs> the twenty magic dice out
1: <laughs> and see how you feel. I'm gonna come with eighteen dispel scrolls, just with like one <laughs> unit. And yes, shitloads of dispel scrolls. That'd be me.
0: Oh, dispel scrolls are the worst. Anyone, right, this, this is what it really comes down to. Let's talk business now. Dispel scrolls are for the unimaginative.
1: Right. It was because, <laughs> obviously, right, obviously we've got War of the Everchosen and people coming up in Feb and people were talking about, and I was pondering the concept of there was, A, no dispel scrolls alive, but that's, you can't do that, but having a rule of just one. Like, your army has one. What well, do you think that's fair? Well, I'm, this isn't confirmed. It oh. was something I'm, I'm not going to... You consider down, it. I'm going to do it. It's just, I think, would that be interesting? I've I've, I've come across 50% people going, no, fucking. I need my two or three Dispel Scrolls. Otherwise, my arms What I think you should is do
0: is, in that vein...
1: But saying should... that, the people are like, yeah, do one Dispel Scroll, are usually Zinch vampire counts high elves players. Maybe <laughs> have <laughs> a shitload of dice. Do you know what I mean?
0: Maybe has, have a scale of if the more power dice or Dispel dice you have, which you'll gain off having casters. The more dispel dice you have, the less dispel scrolls you can have.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting. Because it would
0: it would be a way of mitigating that. If you've gone really magic heavy, you're gonna open yourself up for having less dispel scrolls. Mm. And I think that would incentivise people to not just spam dispels. Like the token two level ones with. Loaded like the scroll caddies, you couldn't do it because yeah. you couldn't just give have cheap dispel scroll caddies. You've either got to do. I think that may be a way to do it. I mean, but I, I think mean, completely I mean, you, banning you,
1: you, them. You usually don't come up against more than two, maybe three. But if you come up against people with like shit loads,
0: yeah. What's like yeah. the most?
1: What's the most amount of dispel scrolls you've you've come up against in one game? Phil's had six
0: before. <laughs> of course, <it's> Phil. <laughs> 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 Yeah, well, but he,
1: know, he knows you and he's played against you. Yeah, so would is would what he do mean. that against anybody but you, though? I don't think he would. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, I'd like to think he wasn't tailoring, but... <laughs> of
1: course
0: he is. <laughs> no, I, he's going to call me a liar now after saying this. <laughs> I think I'm doing maybe a podcast five, with Phil, actually, so, so, so he probably will. I'll get his feedback. Don't up. listen to that one. Everyone out there, don't listen to Phil's <laughs> podcast. He's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, he's... he's I'd say four is actually quite common. Three, maybe. Quite common. Because that's people a lot of the time take two wizards. Yeah. And you can usually get... So that's a 100 allowance of magic items. And that can get you enough dispel scrolls to ruin someone's day if they yeah, focus well, magic.
1: Yeah, that's a bit rough. Because it's not fun. At the end of the day, the game's supposed to be fun as well. So if it's kind of like... um. It's, it's let, because especially where it's kind of usually where their dice has been doing you do you know when you get a lot of stuff off and they literally just just rolling well to dispel and then when you actually get one it's like oh no oh, here we go dispel. Mm. Cool. That's that's when it's upsetting but I, I, I don't think I would do that rule to be honest of limit anybody it was just something that was
0: yeah. mentioned so I, and
1: discussed I,
0: I think the actual problem with it comes in that you make the decision to use it after the power or even use your dispel dice after the power dice have been rolled so you need a lot more dispel uh, power dice to be able to get them through mm. because you wrote you choose your power dice go I've got this and then someone goes I I you've not rolled well there I'm just going to use this amount of dispel dice and an, it's a core mechanic to the game I wouldn't change that bit but I think that's where the dis- the problem with dispel scrolls come in it's not I'm going to use this spell dispel scroll and the power dice are retained, but the spell's gone. It's a, a hard shutdown of what can be a, a costly investment of dice for 25 points.
1: Do you, do you, um, are you the type of guy who there's usually two, <laughs>
0: two type of players? Where, where is this question going, Dave? Are you the type <laughs> of guy
1: who enjoys <laughs> just walks on the beach? Now, if, if, um, do you know, usually people either you're either two players, you're either the guy who. Is doing the the weaker spells first with his power dice to then get rid of his dice to then bring out the big guns, or you the opposite, where some people go big straight away to get rid of the dispel, get rid of the scrolls? So, I've I've seen, I I see this different people in different different ways. You see, only they'll go big straight away just to burn, make them burn through some scrolls, or do you get rid of their dice first?
0: This comes down to possibly the best aspect of wargaming which is psychological manipulation (laughs) (laughs) which which is terrorizing your opponent with psychology in real life not just the actual game mechanic so (laughs) i think you've got to read your opponent on it is your opponent can you bait is your opponent going to be able to be baited out of dice and i think turn one that you've got to sort of Try and see what your opponent's going to do with their dice. Hmm. Are they going to respond to the maybe do a turn one weak spell first on a key unit? So it's not a complete throwaway spell, but are they going to be baited out early? And then you've got a bigger spell coming up that they know about. Do they respond to that first spell? And I think that's it sets the tone for the game of what you're then going to be doing because some opponents say, like, Or sometimes I use my blasted standard, which gives my knights a five-up ward. Mm. I can tell by that because it's very easy to dispel and a five-up ward's really good on my knights. Mm. However, it's not the key to my strategy, but they really want to dispel it. So whether or not they're going to dispel that sort of sets the tone for how they're going to respond to magic phases. And I think this is across all armies. It's worthwhile having that consideration in the first turn, because you've got five more turns to destroy them. Yeah. First turn needs to be psychological warfare from the go. <laughs> yeah. And
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm more like, so you're not going to charge your whip? What? I, I, I'm very reactive. <laughs> I can react <laughs> with that. Oh, you're not going to use that? Oh, you're not going to charge that? I, I remember we went to, <clears throat> what was it? One a Dark Omens the other week, and I elected to, to like flee with one unit till like, I drag them into a square of where my entire army would be and just shoot them. But the fact that everybody went, oh, boo. I was like, well, I can do stuff. Of course my dark elves can fight. And then, of course, they...
0: Well, so then you didn't play?
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> so I was like, fuck you guys. Watch this. Well, it was, it was my boss on a... So this, on a...
0: this is why I like having you on the channel. Very easy to manipulate with the psychological war aspect of the game. <laughs>
1: I'm fine with it. I have emotional <laughs> problems. Give me a break. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I do have. There's a little part of my brain which is like, "Well, you painted that fucking thing. Get it in there. Do you know what I mean? It's it's big. That's a you big hydra. Get it in there."
0: Also, is part of playing the game, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're still using your model if you if yeah. you put out that charge with a big unit. It's like what we were saying with the Chaos Knights before. The value of a unit isn't just in its hitting potential, is it? What value of a target is it for your enemy? How much are they going to respond to that unit? And can you use a weaker unit to capitalize if that bigger unit is... like Someone pulls their unit out of position by responding to my Chaos Knights. That's when the Marauders can sneak in on the side and actually do some damage. Mm -hmm. On a frontal attack, the the Marauders are just going to give away combat res to the enemy. Whereas... If they respond to that big scary unit, your Hydra in this example, my knights in the other one, it that can then give value to the other units in the army. And it's still by running away, you still preserve that unit. Although it maybe takes too long to get back into the game, if it's later turns, it still provides that it, it's earning its points back providing value to other units.
1: Yeah, because I was um because most of the time I'm playing Dark Elves. And I remember I was at an event the other week where I was watching people charging Dark Riders into people. I was just like, wait, well, don't do that. <laughs> they are not going to do well. And, um, but any time I play with them and they just run away and make somebody, you know, do a false charge and then in-charging range would be cold ones or a mm-hmm. dragon or a hydra or something. Uh, they're, weirdly, the MVPs of the game, even though they don't, Do anything. You know, they they might get to a they might have curled round and like flank or reared somebody, and then yeah, of course that's great, and I'll give that a go. But it's it's the running away with them and pulling them forward, especially with stuff like your army, which is kind of like if it's all in your face. Yeah, it's all in your face, and and you get them to uh, do a false charge or something, and they actually get a ranked up unit into them. Mm. uh, That's the tactic you should go for if if I don't get all excitable.
0: How hitty are your nobles in Dark Elves?
1: Hitty? Dark Elves can do some damage. If yeah. we don't kill you after that first round of combat, we're in trouble. Because we're not right. very heavy armoured, and the toughness is... We've got elf, Elven toughness of three. Um, it's, you're not going to do very well, especially against Chaos. So it's, it's yeah. more... You've, you've got to do... You've got to do damage that first time round. So you can give them people are probably thinking full of shit, but i'm not a huge fan of a lot of dark elf um items like fighting items mm. um and the ones that are good like that ridiculous power fist one and um and all that but that's too expensive to give to a noble and like only a lord can have it i think yeah uh, so um put, if you put a noble in give him a, something good like um
0: can you I'll give pl- to all in- what Can you give them all lances?
1: Yeah, cold one. Are you cold one? Not not
0: on a cold one. Could you just put a? So this is maybe what you could take the the learning segment of the podcast, Dave. (laughs) Maybe you could try to enhance the value of those dart riders. That in the same way as I use my Marauder Horseman with a an aspiring champion in, an aspiring champions are very good, right? So it might not work as well. Yeah, but it's maybe worth trying in a couple of the games. Is a noble with a lance, which will give him plus two strength on the charge. In a unit of dark riders, he'll gain the fast cavalry benefits from the dark riders, so therefore be able to put himself in a good position. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've never tried and it. He might be
0: able to hit a unit in the side of, or rear, and as fast cav, you negate rank bonus, unlike skirmishers, which means if you can kill enough on that side, which you, usually has like four people on the side. So if you can kill four models and they can't mm. challenge you out, you're always striking against the unit because. Characters won't be in the fighting rank if you charge into the side. So if you can kill four models, your Dark Riders won't take any damage in return. Really.
1: Is there any rules? Because I think Dark Riders have spears, not lances. So
0: that's plus one strength. So you'd be strength yeah. four.
1: So I'm not sure if can I put in a, ch- a noble with a. Do you know what I mean? Can you have? Yeah, you
0: can mix weapons from a a champion into yeah. a unit. So he weapons.
1: could have a he could have a lance, but is. The riders can't. Yeah, oh, I I'd, I'd, I'd give it a go, but it, it'd feel very strange sending them into combat. I think usually my my so I, if dark elves are in combat, something has gone wrong. I ca- I gotta look at it because I've got a dragon that should get obviously get some smashing done in and a hydra and whatever. Even executioners, if they don't kill your vote the first round. They're usually dead afterwards.
0: Yeah, but this is it. If you kill with the Dark Riders on the charge, you negate rank bonus. If you could have a standard in there, you get
1: Hmm.
0: instant combat res of standard, one for the rank, or for the flank, sorry. And then whatever you've killed, if you kill four, that's an immediate six combat res to their one. So if you have six Dark Riders and your champion, and I'm not saying you just immediately go for that charge, in the same way as my army has to bait out stuff and and wait for that moment, a glass cannon army like Dark Elves might benefit from something like that. Because you, in where I've got magic to sort of force people to be proactive, Hmm. so this is like sort of part maybe that I missed before, is the magic forces people to be proactive in what they're doing. If they just sit there, I can usually out-magic them so that forces them to have to go on the offensive, even though I'm faster than them. Yeah. If with you having sorcerers, having repeat crossbows on your your, um, dart riders Mm. and uh, shooting across the rest of the army, that could force them to be proactive, which you can then capitalize on if it presents itself. And if it doesn't present itself, well, you just keep repeater bolt, uh, repeater crossbowing them down.
1: I'll well, be interesting. I'll have to see. I have to see if anybody comments or anything Here's like one. that, and if anybody's hey, going in.
0: Here's one, Dave. How many games have you watched? How many games have you won by not doing that tactic?
1: By. <laughs> you? By not. <laughs> by not running away. <laughs> really it,
0: right, so, with your, what's your win percentage? Do you reckon? With moment? dark
1: elves. Yeah. I mean, Fim is a difficult... Dark Elves is probably 50-50. It's it's probably
0: If you If you lose a game and then go back to the normal strategy, you've not really upset the record, have you? You're not on 100%.
1: No. They're very, they're very... Well, I'm very inconsistent. I don't know. I think my problem with Dark Elves, and a lot of people are going to go, oh, he's just moaning about this because he said... It's, you rely on dice too much, which I know that we all do. <laughs> but if you, yeah, but if you're playing, you're, you're zine to playing. You, you got your, so you' chosen knights. You can. Yeah. It's when I've heard because I've moved more onto my Fimir now, which is more. Okay, but do you know when you hear people go, yeah, I'll go through that unit, I'll destroy them, I'll move on to this one because you can rely on things. And I was like, right. how the hell do you can you as a dark Health player? I'm like, how the hell can you know that? So so because I think it's because you're shooting so much where. My 50-50 usually comes in. I can wipe out most of an army in a couple of turns with my shooting mm-hmm. if I roll well. So if I don't, it's like, oh shit, they're on me, and then <laughs> then dark elves are in trouble. So it's usually in those first two rounds of shooting and magic, like doom bolt the shit out of everything. Yeah, um, so it's,
0: dark elves weren't the best army in sixth, right? So
1: <laughs> you fucking kid- oh, you're kidding? Are you kidding? that's kind of honestly i I was i was doing why i chose them apart from is it was the army i wanted when i was when i was a kid when i started playing Mm. in like fifth they just i just liked those um but there was there's an aspect of me just going oh if i win with them i'll look look genius yeah (laughs) do do you know what i mean
0: if you have having mixed success with your current strategy There's no reason to move away from the army fully. Just try something different that might result. I I think that's what I'm saying.
1: There's a flip side to that where the problem is. I often change my tactics every game as well. I (laughs) think I think there is an argument for maybe trying to consistently do one thing. That might actually be might be an option or have a consistent army list, which I really don't because I'm usually I play I I, I don't know I bring units just because they look fancy. Do you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if they. I say that because I've never really used witch elves much, and I used them recently just because I was like, "Oh, I never use them," and they actually did really well. So, I, um, so it's always I go to an event, five games, win two, lose three. That, that's that's maybe a third one. That's usually kind of
0: no, but that's uh, a fairly like I did terribly with Alex's Dogs of War when I went to Resurrection and played with Alex's Dogs of War. I think, I'll tell ta- and-
1: if I get if I get one win, I'm I'm more. I'm kinda of fine for the weekend. Do you know what I mean? I've got me yeah. one. The rest of it I can try some stuff out. I could I could test the you know what I mean? I could I could do try different tactics. If I'm fucking three games that and I have us eleven one one one, I do get a bit <laughs> des- get a desperate and charge in. I've got to mix stuff up and I don't stick to any tactics. Yeah, that, that well, thing. So that's So you a, say at the thing. moment
0: you need to really nail down your tactics, you just have to just go wild. Yeah. Mm.
1: Just I like the tactic of throw some shit against the wall and see what sticks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there, there does come that moment though, Dave, where you've got to see what sticks rather than just keep throwing shit.
1: <laughs> and then I forget what actually worked. Like twenty four hours later, as soon as I got home, all excited <laughs> that it won a couple. But yeah, so. The, the <laughs> but so, is there anything about like the lore of each that you like? Anything about the actual storytelling or anything? I do like to ask that as well. If there's something that. Is right, there so, anything like is there anything like that which made you choose the army, or was it literally just the way it played?
0: No, it, it was. So it was.
1: I know we know oh, the the Kislev and the yeah. Is the, there anything in the books? I really liked
0: the, the Riders of the Dead, or not series, the Riders of the Dead novel. Hmm. The how the Zinch magicians are portrayed in Beast Slayer. They got yeah. and Felix novel. I the really two twins,
1: like. innit? it? The two, the two, they're like twins.
0: Yeah, twins? but and also the the actual main character, or the main bad guy, is a Zinch Lord that is being manipulated by the twins. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. There yeah. Yeah. Um, there's these bits. How far, in...
1: how far you go? Far, I'm, I'm up to halfway through Vampire Slayer. Oh, I've spoke. done I've done them all up, up should, to the
0: should... point where they go to being a. Don't
1: don't spoil it for me. I literally got the vampire as soon as they got all that nonsense. I'm, I'm done. But I think I—I'm I, assuming those twins come back because they don't. Because you
0: know, spo- it's, just spoiler. said no spoilers, but you're asking me. I was gonna- oh, Okay, that was fine.
1: Well, they did. I suppose it's a spoiler saying that they didn't die. But um, okay, all right, fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. There's a dead end. Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that's, so, what this po-
1: that's what this podcast should be called—the the dead end. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
0: He's just sorry, all, sorry. Or, all organic. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but sorry, yeah. there's those guys. We've got, yeah, we've got the Chaos Champions in, in Beast Slayer. And also, it's just tidbits of lore. Like, there's a lot of. Zinch plays a fairly heavy role in Cathay lore. So, when you get characters visiting the Empire from Cathay, there's a, a couple of them that are Zinch's based because they fall fallen to zinch which surely is the, the is influence that, of chaos coming down from beyond the wall is that so, beast
1: beast of Vel- beast in velvet beast in velvet yeah yeah that's
0: a fun, great film that's so but yeah book dave But yeah, sorry, sorry so so i really liked that bit of lore so i was just taking just taking that otherworldly influence i know that's that goes to all of the chaos powers but the one that could most exist to everyone i would think or in my own mind is zinch because it's anyone that has a plan to do anything better slanesh maybe as well because it's anyone that wants to be better at anything like if you're a violinist you want to be a at violinist you might fall to slanesh but to a reasonable person that's got a reasonable society set up so, I think, I think any, Zinc, anyone I think, with a reasonable society, yeah. the barbarian societies, when we put that in an analog of like real world, zinch could possibly happen. In that, you're just praying for your mechanisms to come true.
1: Well, I, I was quite like the I always thought zinch should be the the one where the most good intentions would have been in it to join, like the search for knowledge. Like a scientist might look into zinch to get knowledge. Where you might get a load of perverts going down Slanesh way, or you might just get angry twats who want to fight going. People who needed a wash going Nurgle. but Zinch, you, you kind of like. It's the one where oh right, we'll do an ex, a really, uh, an experiment and and we'll, but we'll control it. Don't worry, we're, stru- we, we're powerful, yeah, we we have power. We can, can definitely
0: it. we can definitely control this. We can definitely yeah, control so this. I think that's a just lot add of a bit, I, just add a bit more Warpstone. I yeah, quite yeah, like that.
1: There's a there's I don't know if you ever see, read the books, well it's a collection of the tales. Of is it of the of the old world? It's not what I've copied the podcast name of at all. But there's a book of just short stories which just tales of the old world. Mm. And um the, I think it's the very last story, which is I thought it was brilliant. It's a short story where just there was a guy, um without giving too much away, there's a guy who basically is doing like a <laughs> seance thing. Are you
0: trying to avoid spoilers on a 25-year-old yeah. book?
1: Yeah. So yeah, but you haven't read it, so we <laughs> ruining a it for you. And the, and the nine other people listening so it's the he like does some kind of seance thing and he kind of summons a zinch disc because mm. his disc is like a demon isn't it yeah. itself and it basically he gets on it and it takes him all across the empire and he flies but he goes into the chaos waste and he goes into the realm of chaos on it and that is really good I'd, I'd recommend that i could actually next time i see you, i'll bring you the book actually right and, and it's the last, I think it's by William King as well, out of all of them. William oh, King right, okay. And, and he got taken Felix. It's a really, I thought it was really interesting he goes in and he, the different realms of Zinch and the way he's mm. talking and he actually, uh, uh, and he comes face to face with Zinch himself and it's kind of like, oh, which is, I'll send you that. I thought that was really, it's weird. I think I like, do you know, like everything which isn't just straightforward anymore yeah. when they get into my old age, it's the, kind of the weirder it is, the more kind of interesting. Because, because, it makes you think about it afterwards. If something's weird and it makes you think, and you're kind of like... I remember reading... Yeah. There's a bunch of cool short stories on there which is just about a battle or, or you know, a vampire turned up or something. But that one was that, and I thought I <laughs> And weird. then
0: a vampire. It was a vampire. And, <laughs> and there was then another an one, orc.
1: And then an orc turned out, and then Sigmar. And then, brilliant. And then... Um, but I recommend that. That's worth a read if you want to see any, any yeah, other definitely. Zinch ones. Uh, I can't think of any other Zinch But, but otherwise... Thanks very much. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, your channel, anyway, about um, Barefoot Miniatures, and just let the guys know. <laughs> it's a shameless plug. To, to tell them to click it, coming click on a, like and subscribe, and all that.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So, so, yeah, I have been Max from Barefoot Miniatures, and I have basically a YouTube channel where I play a few different games. It's a lot of Heresy, Necromunda, and also Warhammer Fantasy, Battlefleet Gothic. Things like that. I I really love Warhammer Fantasy. It's quite, it's not. It's quite hard getting games in of fantasy with varied armies and things like that. But mm. so, okay. if anyone wants to come on and play a fantasy game, hit me up. I'm well up for having anyone that's passionate about fantasy on the channel. Um, that's barefoot miniatures with a bear <laughs> at the front.
1: Bears in vet. Bear. But no, it is. Yeah, to be fair, there's lots of 40k and for 30k content. But that is what gets. It's ridiculous the views you can get off to 50, 40k compared to fantasy as well, can it? So that's why we need more fantasy. Give Max a bell so I can see. I'd, I'd like to so see you somebody... you can get on the have... channel
0: more so you can shamelessly plug your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Man.
1: And plus I'd like to see somebody hammer him for once because he seems to do very, very but well. But if you want to see that's him just I... hammered,
0: there is oh. in fact a battle report where I get absolutely hammered is by it? an unexpected army. Yeah. Oh. I'm okay. not going to spoil which one for anyone that's not seen it, but... If someone wants to see It me. might
1: be me. Why couldn't it be me? It, it might be me if you You've it. sort of
0: given it away by saying you, you'd finally want to see me get hammered, implying that you've not.
1: But, I might do well. I might have given up. I might yeah. have walked off like a child and called it a draw. You never yeah. know. You're it a watch anyway.
0: Well, that's it. It's, it's worth noting that even though I've been discussing the tournament style list that you could potentially do or the broken builds you can do with Zinch, in fairly outline ways. It's not a tournament channel. Don't be expecting a tournament channel. I don't want to make that sort no. of content, and I don't think... We're all playing in the B-Leagues now, right? Is <laughs> Fantasy's been dead for 25 years in the edition we've been playing, so it's not that sort of channel. I'm not aiming for it. If you want to see a tournament game, go elsewhere, because we're Playing for yeah. the fun, and so that you guys can have fun watching it rather than tournament
1: it's, game. It's you usually play people you know, don't you? So you're usually having a laugh with them. And, and it's, it's, I Which it's I
0: will play anyone. It's just easier to get people that I know because well, I can I, force them into it.
1: Well, I like playing because it's a laugh where we do it. But the the problem is that you're filming it, so be so there's evidence in the world of how fucking terribly I did. <laughs> but but. But I might be lying. Spoiler, spoiler alert! I might, I might do well just to make you get some viewings in. But um, anyway, but yeah, no, it's a yeah barefoot miniatures. Look out for it and subscribe if you can. Yep. Uh, lastly, are you looking forward to War the Everchosen? You're going to that, aren't you? Uh,
0: well, I've got to prove that Beji reigns supreme, and <laughs> um, in obviously in the fluff in my head, he wins everything all the time when he's having the Beji days. So let's just hope it's a beigy day when I turn up to worry the ever chosen, because obviously, like, I need to prove that he is the best in the world. I don't particularly like the fact that he could be ever chosen of the other gods, but maybe <laughs> I'll prove maybe I'll prove that Zinch reigns supreme at, at worrying the ever chosen.
1: Oh, unless he's the average chosen for the day or something like that. So you never
0: know. The never chosen. Yeah, like, but
1: <laughs> but yeah, pop, pop, if you pop along to that, you're bound to meet Max, and um, that'd be a good laugh too. So yeah. So anyway, uh, look out for. Uh, for Miniatures and cheers for your time Max mate appreciate it cheers for having us on Dave no, no problem mate take it see you in a bit thanks for listening guys hope you got lots of advice and hopefully a half smile here and there for the chat uh, look out next week I'm going to talk to Tom Carley about how to play and how to be Strigoi Vampire Count Armies he's a real expert on them so there's really lots of information on that and I actually had a game with him before that one because that was actually face to face that podcast which was really great Um, So we go over loads. So it was was good to go get beat by him and then then go over why it happened. But anyway, so we'll see you then. But remember to go to talesfromtheoldworld.com to check out War of the Everchosen just to find out, you know, the unique rule scenarios, where it is, and all that. Um, But take it easy, guys, and I'll see you in the next
0: one. Tales from the Old World, a Warhammer fantasy podcast, sponsored by War of the Everchosen a 6th edition fantasy event with some of the most fun and unique scenarios in the hobby. Go to talesfromtheoldworld.com to get your tickets today to claim the title of Ever Chosen.